thank you guys so much for joining us for another topic with Sister Spill. This evening, we are going to be discussing mental health, uh, especially recently since the recent celebrity suicides. Uh, I definitely feel like it's something that needs to be discussed, um, especially in the Black community. Um, mental health is just seen differently. So, sisters, let's spill. <laughs> you still did it. <laughs> All right. This damn, damn spill was spilled. Let's get into it. Oh my gosh. Well, I would have to say that, you know, um, it's unfortunate that, you know, people are choosing to take their own lives. I remember um, after 13 re- Reasons Why, there was like a slew of teenagers and people committing suicide what's it really yeah yeah no way i didn't okay let's give the audience a little bit of context um if you haven't seen or heard of it even if you don't want to see it um it's a show on netflix yeah um it's a series it's a mini series right series and it's about like 13 episodes yeah wow 13 episodes and it's really they're on there actually their second season i just finished watching the second season and you did was it good don't tell me it was amazing well pretty much the whole basis is this girl decides to commit suicide due to being bullied and just different things that happened in her life um over no you can't even really you're like giving spoiler alert dude spoiler no, everyone knows that like that's like a, oh okay the first episode that this girl commits suicide pretty much she's she makes a tape to everyone well i thought the bullying part because i don't really feel like it was just bullying i thought that was the whole thing like everyone had to watch this girl committed suicide and we have no idea why this girl committed suicide mm-hmm. she made all of these tapes to for people to figure out like a cookie crumb trail to figure out why she did it well it, it was pretty much like it was the basis of like everyone was each person had a Played factor, a part. play a part in why. And it was yeah. because of something mean they did or negative they played, negativity they played in her life. So, and, was, I, and I think that was the main point for that, for that thing because it was different people in her life all contributed to that, to her committing suicide, ultimately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was super tragic. It was, it was a good watch, definitely. But really, now with this new season, they have to put a whole bunch of more disclaimers, you know, because after a lot of people committing suicide after watching it around that time. I didn't um, even hear that about that. I didn't even know that happened. Are you yeah, serious? It was very crazy. It was very crazy. I'm, I'm surprised they even came out with a second season. Right? It was very popular. I have to say, this is one of the se- se- series I've seen that the second season was actually even better than the first, you know? So, really? And, like, that never happens. I, yeah. I personally don't think that sequels ever can trump the, the yeah, original. It's, amazing. it's definitely, it's a definite watch, and it really opens your eyes, and it just kind of teaches you that, you know, high self-esteem and raising your children with high self-esteem is key. It's important. Key because how you think about yourself will trump what people say to you, how people treat you, how you feel about yourself. It's true. Really guide you through always your whole life. Older. So definitely, you know, I, I, that's one lesson I would have to say I learned from it and to pass on to anyone. Hey, you, you watch this, you need to, it will let you know high self-esteem is a key because 
this world. And it starts at home. It starts with, you know, your parents. It oh, starts definitely. with those those key relationships that you have first, because if those aren't solid, I mean, anyone can come and sway you any kind of way into definitely. anything, so. Definitely, definitely. But um, with this topic, you know, with these last two celebrities that we saw that um, decided to commit suicide, you know, us as sisters, we've been speaking about it and trying to decide, you know, did they have a mental health issue? Is that what caused it? Was it, is oppression a, classified as a mental health issue or is it, yeah. You know, an illness. An I mean, illness. is it a part of mental illness? Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And I would have to say, I believe it is an illness because, I mean, some people suffer from depression because of chemical imbalance. And then other times people suffer from depression due to life events that has happened to them. So right. um, I think it should, if it's not, I think it definitely is classified as a mental illness issue, if not mental illness in general you know right, right yeah by definition well clinical depression is a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing significant impairment in daily life okay well that's a mouthful but they're saying that's that some of it's extremely broad that, that's I mean, that sounds like me on a sadness <laughs> that you just that's exactly what it sounds like just it sounds like sadness and it and then when it says at the, at the end, it says, um, well, like a little note may be the cause. Abnormal activity of neurological circuits may be the cause. So, yeah, it could be abnormal brain function. It could be chemical imbalances. Or it could be life. Exactly. Yeah. It could be just life. And it got to be too much. And too much life, <laughs> bad experiences mixed with your personality could just be what it is another thing i was actually speaking to someone else about it earlier and they were like well this opens a whole nother can of worms but just in brief what part um psychotropics um medication to help moods mood stabilizers play in it because a lot of mood stabilizers Definitely. a side effect of it is suicidal ideation so is this, is this uh, something that's supposed to be making you happy that's what we were really talking about something that's supposed to be helping you feel better has a possibility of making you feel like killing yourself so you know what part does that play in it you know you're trying to get yourself better knowing that you don't feel better and then you're on this stuff that it's supposed to be making you feel better, but possibly could make you want to kill yourself. So, you know, what are these drugs playing on your body and your hormones and fluctuating those levels to the point where you do want to kill yourself? So I know, you know, that's a very, a lot of people have a lot of strong feelings about um, medication for mental distress. So, right. And, and with, along with that, it, it's my opinion but like with the with the mental some of it yeah definitely is it's chemical and it's imbalanced and you have to you know get it together kind of like stabilize yourself i understand that but a lot of things really are how you perceive things how you react to things and and it, it comes from the base of knowing who you are and 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 being comfortable and finding like an inner peace because i feel like especially with the examples of these people, the last two recent people being celebrities, it was, you know, most people are like, you know, they have everything. So why would they commit suicide? It, it is, you know, having everything you want. 
being in a, and having everything that you wanted and still not being happy about or it satisfied being and not even being satisfied because that's that's a whole other thing a lot of people are into that like they're never satisfied with different levels but it's a difference between you being depressed about it and you just continuing to to club on until you get to where you want to go you know what i mean it's the way they're processing it mentally and not being able to find any type of inner peace with the things around them as well and i yeah and i think that's really i think that's what it is and i feel like that's why a lot of people are having a lot of trouble with this because it's the idea like having everything that they could want you know that is only monetary. You know, we know that there's a whole nother side to n just not having the stuff. They can quote unquote pay their way out of whatever it is that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Right. But still there could be so many, you know, you can't pay your way in or out of a good marriage or the health of your children, or okay. for the most part, the things that are really important in life, money can't fix that stuff, you know? So it's, it, it, you know what it really did more than anything, which is really sad. It, humanize them because there's so much now with the celebrity dumb and you know instagram famous and youtube famous and you know i feel like everybody's trying to be this like star that has no real you're edited down to celebrity status and it, it whenever a celebrity acts like a human like sadness like and and you say these two um we did uh what was robin williams was not that long ago that, either that was, was it he that was mind blowing for me. I still can't even because you know what was portrayed. Like it was yeah. just that that one really threw me for a loop. Like I and then what I don't think I think Heath Ledger was he yeah, a suicide yeah. also? He, he wasn't I mean he OD'd. I don't think that was a suicide. Well, I guess you know you know I and you know we we go they called it a suicide and that's for other reasons, but like the drugs that he had in his body, you know that don't mix. <laughs> maybe he knew maybe he knew that didn't mix also and you know like a lot of people can also say that extreme drug use is suicide you know you yeah. know that you are playing around you're playing russian roulette you know is russian roulette suicide is it an accident when you know that you could potentially get a little bit more oh, that's a whole nother can of worms but you know these people and people always say oh yeah tortured souls creatives are tortured souls no torture comes and knocks at everyone's door pain sorrow sadness right. you know it's just when we have these people up and in our faces in a way that you know they don't they never have pimples they never have a bad day we never see that and when we do it's on tmz and we're like what what happened to them they must have drank too much you know what i'm saying someone <laughs> you know it's always like an exception to the rule when they're not in a good mood when the rest of us walk around you're in, in, not in a good mood 20 times in a day that doesn't mean that you're you know and i mean and just say cranky not cranky but you know one second you're you know <laughs> i know i'm i'm speaking to my road rage but one second you're like <laughs> you know 10 degrees hot over somebody who cut you off and the next minute you know you're singing along to the radio we all have these back and forths with emotions all day long that's what makes us human but the fact that people that are in a celebrity dumb don't or we don't see that makes him makes feel sense. like yeah it makes no sense at all and it makes us feel like they're exceptional and it's like we're all exceptional and not exceptional all at the same time you know when people say we're all we're really all the same it it makes no sense that it's like when someone spouts off to a reporter we're like oh no he did i mean you see the memes about 
um, LeBron James picking up his purse and walking away. But it's like, they're like the single mom in the uh, parent teacher conference. <laughs> I died. So he funny. Exited it with class. Okay. I love but that. you, but you know, he really did, you know, and you think about it, if somebody was, was goading us and goading us and goading us like that in real life, the fact that you say nothing, you take that, that's called taking the high road for us in real life. That's called taking the high road. But for him, it's like, oh no, he didn't. He's not allowed to get up and leave. He's re you know, they're mandated to like, yeah, yes. Of your contract, you're supposed to sit there and let people keep saying dumb shit to you over and over again. So, <laughs> like, nah, I get paid to play ball. I'm not no. right. And disrespect is so is so separately. I don't I don't accept that. <laughs> I love that. He had every chance. He had every reason to get up and and do what he did. Yeah. So you know, this speaks a lot to you know our our main thing is about depression and mental health and how it is not. Um, it's not acknowledged as much in the black community, especially, but as a society as a whole, it's something that we, you know, we keep push. We have a month, we have May is mental health, um, mental illness or mental health awareness month, um, mental health illness. It's all the same. You're either somewhere on the spectrum of health and towards illness, somewhere in between there. And I was diving deeper into that, you know, um, just focusing on the black community for a little bit, you know, there, it's a high rate of poverty um, that increases the likelihood for mental health issues, and you can you can see it. It's it's prevalent. Uh, it makes sense when you are under uh, higher levels of stress. Stress kills, um, mm-hmm. and money issues. Right, equal right. Stress, uh, you equal know? stress, and it it does kind of unravel you if you don't have a grip on yourself if you don't have a, a, a firm support system if there's a lot of like I said that some of the some of the mental illness or mental wellness um, comes from how your body is composed and the chemicals within your body and some of it is uh, circumstantial your environment like mm-hmm. uh, just going through life mm-hmm. and and how you process it and it does make sense. There's actually, when you are stressed, some people, I don't know the clinical term for it. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to misquote it, but it is known that when you have higher levels of stress, some people, uh, alarmingly high levels of stress, your brain starts to throw out certain information and basically your brain goes on survival mode. So you'll have people who have been through very um, traumatic experiences, and they won't remember certain parts of their life, uh, certain blocks, certain things are not because of the stress uh, coping mechanism. Um, I know it that kind of goes along with um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, sometimes they don't remember certain things, and you think it's like your body trying to kind of like save you in a way, you know, save you, um, save you mentally which is amazing in itself that your body can do that for you. And even when children are sleeping, they've done studies on their brains, like, you know, attach all of these things over and over, retesting them. And basically, even when a child is sleeping, when arguing, when loud noises that seem like they mimicked loud sounds that sounded like arguing, the children's brain waves were different, even in their sleep. So it kind of goes to show, yeah. They also show that the brains next to each other, the children who have more, um, they call them like traumatic experiences. They're like different tiers, but traumatic experiences, 
their brain, they have less neurological brain synapses when they did the, like, the, what is that called? Like EKG, EEG, whatever's on your brain, EEG, they had less um, activity in certain parts of their brain because of, so it just goes to show, and what they were basically trying to show was that stress lowers learning. It's not that these kids are not as smart, but it literally is that their brains don't have as many connections and they cannot learn the same way because that was taken away. And like you said, they're rerouted to um, things that help you survive. They're rerouted to things that protect you. So they're not really they're not really in that mode. So that that goes along with it also. And also that it's in reverse also that when you were talking about poverty and mental illness, if you have mental illness, you're, it's harder for you to keep a job. It's harder for you to, you know, maintain a home. It's harder for you to, you know what I'm saying? So it does go both ways. I don't think it's just poor people, you know, are stressed out. So they have mental illness or poor right. people are, you know, it's not, a, it's not causation. It's just that right, these right. go together. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So. It also seems like in the black community, we are very distrusting of the health professionals and the health society that it makes it even harder for us if we do feel like we have an issue to go and seek health because um, all the racism that is out there that we experience from doctors at times or you know just society in general you know makes it hard for you to be like okay well let me go to this doctor of a different race they're going to be able to give me what I'm supposed to get because they care about me you know because you don't feel that a lot of the time because of racism you know? and, and it's not even that level of um it's it's also the fact that you feeling that like your practitioner cannot relate with you on a lot of different levels statistically some of african african americans that have sought out um clinical mental health help uh, they just they they stated that they felt that their physicians um, basically blew off their social issues if they wow. felt something at work or they're like their just social qualms were just blown off because they don't understand it. They did they didn't get it. And how are you realistically? How are you supposed to help me if you don't understand me? If you if you don't get me, you're not going to be able to give me viable care that I need to fix my psyche. It's um, true. And if you think about the stats of how many um, psychologists are part of the associations, what, like 2%? Yeah. So it's that are Black. So it's like, how can they relate to us? They don't have the same, you know, I can talk all day to a man but I about their issues, but I can never truly relate to them because I am not a Black man. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's the same kind of thing with them. A lot of um, prof healthcare professionals, mental healthcare professionals are white women. So that's that's not very, very helpful. Even as a black woman, there's a lot of things that they will never be able to understand, even if they can. Right, right. Like, let's not even start on the hair. So with mental health in the black community, aside from, you know, just with the practitioners, we, let's start from the beginning. It, in the black community, it's it, it's different. It, it's perceived differently. There's a stigma. It's taboo. You don't want to. You don't. You really don't talk about it. It's basically, like be strong, get your stuff together, 
and you know what you need to do. Don't embarrass anyone. Like that is don't the goal. Don't your family. Don't embarrass your family. Don't shame your family. Don't shame the family. No, don't blame the don't don't shame the whole black race. Yeah. You know, don't shame anyone black because you know black people are quote unquote stronger than that. Strong and and, and it's a lot of our downfalls. A lot of us go to. Um, drugs and alcohol as ways of coping because we don't. But co drinking is a is a very can be a very solitude. Smoking, doing drugs is a very solitude in your head kind of activity. It and and we're criminalized for it, which causes a lot of um, broken families because of mass incarceration. But all of these kinds of things stem from these self esteem issues, stem from these mental health issues that go unaddressed, and it's like a snowball. It starts at one thing and it, it turned and manifests into so many different things. And we don't feel like we can, you know, speak on it. Exactly. Because if you don't fix the issue, it's just going to get worse. So mm -hmm. like, we need to do something about it. Not just about coping. Like, um, uh, what's his name? J. Cole, his song about, you know, don't medicate, meditate. You know, you need to do more than just, you know, try to do something, take something to make yourself feel better so you can, you know, drown your sorrows or, you know, to make yourself feel better, you need to actually try to figure out what's going on with you, you know, like actually sit still, sit still for a while, think, be with your own thoughts for a little bit so you can, you know, figure out what you need to do to make things different for you instead of just, I'm just going to numb the pain. I'm just going to, this is going to make me feel better. It makes you feel better for the moment. That's for sure. But, but I mean, you know, I love that, that you said that it, it, it is, but like from a different perspective, it from someone outside looking in mm -hmm. it's like easy for you to say because you have the tools you have the background mm -hmm. i know you have a high self-esteem you true. know what i mean um be, because it is so taboo who do you talk to how do you fix a problem if we can't even address it that's so yeah true. how am i how am i going to talk to you about something that i might get laughed at i might get yelled at i might be shunned about cloud about you know what i mean like seriously you know mental health it, it, the way we perceive it then you also have the religious which people could take any other any way um but in the black community anything that happens you pray it away like you just pray about it and, and that's another way of negating from what needs to be spoken about. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because you can pray about it. You know, if you're religious, God does hear you. He will help you. But also... You have to help yourself. You have to help yourself. Exactly. Ultimately. You know, like, God could be telling you, hey, go and get some help by this professional. Or you need serious help. Go to this person. But you're like, no, no, no. It's like the we were mentioning, like, the story of the person who was on the roof and there was a flood and they're like, no, no, no. Uh, uh, people kept coming for them and like, I'm going to come save you. I'm going to come save you. And they're like, no, no, I'm waiting, you know? And that's how sometimes it is with re religion. They're like, no, God's going to fix it for me. God. And it's like, sometimes God's like, I'm sending you people to come talk to you, to point you in the right direction. And you think that's just going to magically heal. Like you're just going to wake up the next day and you're not going to feel these feelings. Right. Like you know? I prayer is not like just like a blanket. Like you still have to do stuff. Mm -hmm. exactly. yeah yeah yep. and so you know we're saying what the problem is the problem is is that we don't have trust for the medical um professionals because i mean we have a long history in america 
we don't have to point out any specific incidences. All you have to say is Tuskegee, and everyone's like, yep, mm -hmm. no, 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 I don't trust my healthcare provider. And there's been countless, I mean, uh, Serena just came out and was talking about her care after she had her baby, well, during her labor and delivery, and how she felt like she was mistreated, and people were going, like wow. crazy about and they said she's still she's still brown exactly and right. people are going on, on the, so wow. okay we we don't feel like we can trust our healthcare providers we don't feel like mental health is yeah. something that can be yeah exactly um we don't feel like um we can talk to um these healthcare providers because they don't understand so what are some things that we can do that may be like okay these are not the best things but these are also really good things and they're also things that they sometimes suggest in therapy um, is journaling. Journaling is something that I know a lot of um, people do. Um, and it, it is extremely helpful. And a lot of times if you do therapy, some sort some therapists recommend you they, to do they that. really yeah. do re recommend. So that's something you can do on your own. Um, there's a lot of self-help books and I know people are shy away from self-help books. Sometimes it could be something that's embarrassing for you to go. Also something that you have to pay for, you know, but it could be something embarrassing for you to go to the library. Um, but now a lot of libraries have online, um, you can borrow books right on to your phone and it's free. So you can get a library card. Yeah. You can get a library card from your library through your through online or you can go in and get a library card and then you can check those books out off of your phone there's different apps um i don't know you know everyone's from different places but they there's one named hoopla there's one named overdrive and there's tons of them most every library uses those two and then there's a ton more there's at least 15 for our local library so you know self so i would say journaling self-help books and I know everyone, we're going to have to do an episode on that soon also is about um, friendships and loneliness, because I know that that's something a lot of people uh, struggle with. So, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, get a good friend, get, find a good friend. And that, that may seem like a big deal. That may, yeah, they may seem impossible to some people. So I'm not even, that's, that's just like saying, find a good therapist. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's secondary. We're going to try doing that later. Um, but what you said also, the meditation, being still, sitting alone with yourself and, you know, processing your own feelings, processing and, and, and journaling is part of that also. You know, it, it's something that can be very therapeutic in helping you get your ideas out and get your thoughts out if you don't have anybody, you know, another person that you feel like you can trust. Another one that I love, and this she used to do it, but in a, a different way, um, is self being Mary Jane, the self-affirmations. Self-affirmations, yeah. like people are like, oh, corny quotes or whatever. Um, I always feel like it is better to speak life into things, what you think and being positive about, being everything. Positive about everything. You should always surround yourself with that and your mind frame, and that's what you're going to get back. And so the affirmations, when you see that, what it sends to your brain, and then the feeling of happiness from reading something like that. It, it does, it is proven when you read or see nice things, it improves your mood. Yeah, so I love that, that's such a good idea. I love, I love that because also it's like, it's also like you can't compare yourself to other people. So you doing, focusing on yourself and putting those affirmations out there right. helps you to focus on what's important. Look, look at yourself, don't look out at the world and what's right. going on around you and focus on yourself. yourself. And that's how you can heal yourself if you focus on the problem, you know, trying to fix yourself, not, Oh well, I don't have this with that person. I want to be like that person. I have, like 
everyone's dealing with something right every no one's perfect everyone's dealing with something so if you try to help fix yourself meditate focus on you know try to make yourself better it it will help you in the long run honestly stay off instagram and facebook yeah, you don't need to scroll that feed media is such like yeah it's, it's, it's good <laughs> it's good and it's bad all at the same time because like anything anything done in moderation could be considered good but you know i i heard someone the other day talk about putting a timer on your phone so you say yeah i am going to scroll my feed because i need to scroll my feed mm -hmm. but i'm only gonna i'm not gonna let it take an hour and a half of my life i'll let it take 20 minutes of my life and you know that's all also, you practicing some self-control and self-restraint and that, you know, you being able to any little thing that you can do to take back control, because usually those are the things that make us really sad and really depressed when we feel like we don't have control over situations. So any little thing you can do in your day to take back a little bit of that control, it will make you feel better. And it'll make you feel more hopeful that there are other things that you can change. If I can control the small things, if I can control what I do with every minimum, be intentional about my day and be intentional about, I can't control that my, I have to be to work at by 8.30 and I want to get an hour lunch. I can't control that part, but I can control what I do with the time that I have it outside of that you know what I'm saying and that will make it meditate before you go to work so you 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 have your your positive affirmations on your on your mirror or you browse it before you go in you know it's definitely going to bring life to you and take back your day and, and take back your life yeah so you know we know that these things are things that will help in the you know, can potentially help in the long term, you know, journaling today is not going to make things better tomorrow. But over time, doing these things and being intentional every single day will gradually, hopefully improve your life in some way. And if you and even if you feel like that's helping, if you want to seek out mental help, um, uh, help from a mental health provider. Um, we're saying, you know, the skepticism, but they are good providers, there are people who really do care. And they're not so we've all been to you know providers that were not of the same race as us you know and you know want to see what they're going to, what type of care they're going to provide to us you know right, right. and we've been i'm sure all of us have been surprised at times by how they have exceeded our expectations at time you know you come in like oh okay i'm gonna see mm, i'm gonna see if that's what they're gonna tell me is correct or not you know mm -hmm. so i just think you know just going in there um praying and hoping for the best and, you know, not having your guard up all the way definitely helps you to try to, you know, find someone who's going to be actually helpful to you. So that's all we, we have for right now. But if you do feel like you are feeling really low and you're feeling like you're in a place of wanting to take your own life, there is a National Suicide Prevention Hotline. The number is 1-800-273-8255. And it's available 24 hours a day. They also have an online chat if you don't feel like, you know, you want to hear anyone's voice, you want anyone to hear yours. There's still a way to contact people. So that's awesome. That they have that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we hope to have you back on our next episode of Sister Still. Have a great evening. Thank you.